Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom what is a teertha yatra yatra is a journey and the term teertha occurs frequently in the rigveda and the vedic samhitas with contextual meanings ranging from a way to a ford in the river just as some parts of the human body for example the right hand or the ear are held to be purer than others so to some places on earth are held to be more sacred these places are considered sacred because of some wonderful natural characteristic of the place or on account of some grandeur of some water body or where the devatas and rishis resorted to tirtha blesses with punya The Gautama Baudhayana Dharma Sutras and Vashishta Dharma Sutras have the same sutra stating the deshas places that are holy and hence destroyers of papa are all mountains all rivers holy lakes places of pilgrimage the dwellings of rishis cow pens and temples of the devas the grandeur and sublimity of snow-capped mountains of large life-sustaining rivers and of great forests easily invoke wonder and inspire all of us to associate it with sacredness which is easily revealed in such places and so teertha yatra means a pilgrimage to sacred sites temples rivers mountains lakes and places that are considered energetically more potent with the presence of devatas and rishis and hence their blessings teertha also means sanctified water that is offered as prasada after a puja or a yagna even the places where great sages or gurus were born and had their mahasamadhi are considered teerthas when my beloved guru puja swami dananji was still present in the physical body to visit him learn with him and spend some time in his presence was a teertha yatra that i looked forward to undertaking every 3 to 6 months his earlier kutia in our arshavidya gurukula manikatti has been preserved and is called guess what guru teertha so now how is a teertha yatra different from a vacation or a holiday a regular tourist typically seeks comfort and convenience in a vacation we seek rest pleasure and indulgence of the senses as it were in terms of gorging on the food of the local culture immersing oneself in the sights sounds and having immersive experiences any experience however memorable is sense data 
plus the engagement with the world around you plus your thoughts and emotions related to it the regular tourist has now expanded his or her vistas and is thus seeking personal growth and peace of mind this tourist visits places with historical cultural religious or natural landscapes activities such as meditation and yoga are included in spiritual tourism packages to enhance spiritual well-being the destinations chosen in spiritual retreats may not be tied to a particular religious tradition still the trend in spiritual tourism is related to feeling good and not being inconvenienced on the other hand a tirtha yatra is different a person going on tirtha yatra that is a yatri is ready for the unexpected during a tirtha yatra and does not typically seek comfort and pleasure the manu smriti and yagnivalkya smriti do not give as much importance to tirtha yatra as do the mahabharata and the puranas in the vanaparva of the mahabharata a comparison is made between yagnas that are ritual offerings to devatas and tirtha yatras as compared to a tirtha yatra a hindu pilgrimage yagnas require a lot of material gathering of material the cooperation of pandits the presence of a wife and so they can be performed only by princes or rich people visiting holy places is superior to yagnas in modern day thinking we may believe that a tirtha yatra is more expensive than a yagna the vayu purana states that the one who has no shraddha who is full of papa whose mind is not free from doubts about the rewards of pilgrimages who has no faith in bhagwan and who is bent on illogical reasoning does not reap the reward of a pilgrimage a tirtha yatra is an external journey as much as it is an internal journey of shraddha bhakti growing love and connection with the devata self mastery and punya the many reasons hindus perform a tirtha yatra are as follows one expression of gratitude for answered prayers to express gratitude to the devata for big milestones of their lives like after a wedding after the birth of a child after gaining a new job or after achieving a major milestone soon after the wedding it was customary for traditional hindus to go on a tirtha yatra visiting temples on the insistence of the elders instead of the honeymoon not that one is opposed to the other both are important two darshanam of devata as a part of mantra sadhana we perform a tirtha yatra to seek blessings as a part of the sadhana of a particular devata for instance if one has been chanting the panchakshari mantra for shiva then after an x amount of repetitions have been reached one goes to a shiva temple to have devata darshanam express gratitude and seek blessings 3 perform rituals related to hindu samskaras 
we go on a tirtha yatra to conduct rituals which are a part of the essential samskaras or sacraments that mark the rites of purification for a hindu some examples the mundan ceremony or tonsuring the head of the child in a temple or by the river bank when 3 years old initiating the child into learning by conducting the vidyarambham ceremony of having the child carve out om or a sacred symbol with the finger in a plate of rice in a devi temple performing the ritual of vivaha hindu wedding blessed by devatas in a sacred place long before the trend of destination weddings scattering and immersing the dead body's ashes after cremation in sacred waters and conducting the cremation in places like kashi four undertake vratas we perform a tirtha yatra to make a vow or a vrata we seek blessings for success and prosperity and promise the devata that when the desired situation is achieved through the devata's blessings only then one will return to that very place or temple five for punya a tirtha yatra if done prayerfully is a series of karma which has the power to bless with tremendous punya given the uncertainty of human life and knowing that punya in one's karma bank transforms into sukha hindus perform tirtha yatras to add punya or karmic credit 6 for meeting and seeking guidance from gurus saints or teachers 7 for an immersive learning experience earlier temples were the center for all religious and cultural activities including prayers rituals painting sculpture music dance and drama we would learn our history and connect to the glory of our past through the stories that were carved in stone eight perform price chitta or atoning for one's wrong actions though the smriti lays out in great detail the specific atonements it is not possible for us to know these and hence gautama sutra provides that the acts of vedic chanting tapas fasting giving dhanam may be optionally performed parashara says that the recitation of the gayatri mantra 10000 times is the best atonement for all papas additionally serving cows and different types of fasts such as the chandrayana are effective this fast includes a fast for a month in which one reduces his food by one morsel daily during the dark half of the month and increases it during the light half also bathing thrice a day during sandhi periods so then how is a tirtha yatra done one practice of shraddha and bhakti that is trust and devotion shraddha Pilgrims usually undertake tirtha yatra with a clear sankalpa a prayerful request and intent I shall perform a tirtha yatra to such and such a place and I shall worship Ganesha and my favorite devatas for the accomplishment of the pilgrimage 
without any obstacles. Offer worship to Ganesha, to the nine planets and my favorite deities, then perform a Shraddha ritual offering to ancestors if it applies, honor and give money to three Brahmins. There are two views. One is that the person should undertake a fast before a yatra and the other is that one fasts after reaching the tirtha. Then putting on simple clothes, one stands in the direction of the east and moves forward, preferably on foot. The additional sankalpa may be stated, which is darshan of the loved devata, seeking blessings, expressing gratitude, fulfilling a vrata, or seeking spiritual purification. In these days where we may not be able to take too much time off for travel, we compromise and take flights but still try to walk as much as possible while in the Tirtha. Bhakti or Devotion Yatris or pilgrims often engage in prayers, meditation and japa before they undertake a yatra. Since a Tirtha yatra involves some difficulty, and one is praying to Bhagavan before and when one reaches the place, one's Shraddha, one's Bhakti definitely increases. It is common to silently chant the mantra related to the particular Tirtha while traveling or engage in Bhajan and Sankirtanam. A lot of insights, epiphanies and transformation take place for the devotee, which aids one's bhakti further. Two, practice of shaucham, physical and internal purity. Pilgrims or yatris observe personal cleanliness through immersing oneself in the holy waters or bathing before starting the pilgrimage, emphasizing the value of shaucham, inner and outer purity. A cold bath in the cold waters, in the wee hours of the morning, can stun anyone into stillness and stop the non-stop overthinking mind. In the Mahabharata Vanaparva 82.9-12 and Anushasana Parva 108.3-4, the greatest emphasis is on the cultivation of dharmika qualities to reap the full rewards of a Tirtha Yatra. He whose hands, feet and mind are well controlled, who possesses knowledge, tapas and a good reputation because of dharmika actions performed, derives the full reward of the Tirtha Yatra. He who turns his face away from receiving gifts and is content with what little he gets and is free from vanity, obtains the rewards from the Tirtha Yatra. He who is free from hypocrisy, is not engaged in pursuits to earn money during the pilgrimage, is not a heavy eater, has subdued his senses, and is therefore free from papa. So also he who does not fly on into a rage, who always speaks the truth, who is firm in his observances, and acts towards all beings by treating them like himself, obtains the full reward of pilgrimages. The idea is that Tirtha Yatra seems to remove the papa of people who do not possess the above characteristics and those who already possess them in some measure acquire a lot more of this 
plus punya. In recent times, seeing the burgeoning crowds and the corruption related to darshan of deities or the high prices of VIP tickets, many people are put off by the idea of going on a Tirtha Yatra. And yet, we can still go to meet a loved one at a crowded airport or go to a rock concert and jostle with the crowds. Why? Because our focus is on us and who we love. We're going to have darshan in the Tirtha Yatra and we certainly can drown out the noise. Practice of Vratas and Tapas Vows and Austerities People might take vows associated with the Tirtha Yatra, committing to certain practices or behaviors during the journey. Fulfilling these vows is considered important. Some pilgrims voluntarily practice austerities, which may include dietary restrictions, such as giving up grain or a particular vegetable, fasting, tonsuring the head or cutting the hair, taking a dip in the river every day, sleeping on the floor, not shaving, wearing simple clothing, and living a frugal lifestyle by deliberately avoiding certain comforts. Tapas is the quintessential stepping out of your comfort zone and deliberately choosing discomfort as a way to undergo some difficulties and hence exhaust one's papa, which often transforms into suffering. How wonderful that one can choose one's suffering rather than have it foisted on you. Tapas gives much punya as well. Practice of Yajna Puja, sacred ritual offerings at sacred sites. Yatris or pilgrims typically offer prayers, flowers, fruits, and other symbolic items at temples and sacred sites. Some people offer land, cows, gold, precious jewelry, and contribute to the endowment fund of the temple. The secular crowd often questions the need for devotees to offer things at the temple like so much milk and flowers and so on. And then it's good to ask them why do they purchase diapers and toys for their children? They will reply, that it is an expression of care. Just like you have no business to tell anyone what they're allowed to do for their loved ones, a non-practicing Hindu has no business to tell a devotee what he is allowed to offer or not to his beloved Devata or Devi. Specific pujas and yajnas are performed which may include astrological remedies of pujas at certain places to specific devatas. Practice of dhanam, giving. Dhanam or giving is expected to be done during Tirtha Yatras. Every day, millions of people get free food as prasada because many people contribute to annadhanam schemes. In this world, only food and Brahma Vidya can bless with fullness, so much so that one will say, I am full. In all other receiving, there is scope to feel dissatisfied and feel that one was not given enough. Hence, Annadhanam and Vidyadhanam are considered to be exalted forms of Dhanam giving. 
One ensures that one has done inquiries beforehand so that we can give generously. In a regular vacation, one expects to spend only for the service received in the tour package, while in a Tirtha Yatra, one's orientation is, I give because I am privileged and blessed to be in a position to do so. On many Yatra routes, especially in the remote mountains, we find chol trees or places of temporary accommodation for the travelling pilgrim, all managed by endowment funds. Offering donations to temples and the less fortunate blesses you with punya. Practice of vratas and price chittas. Observance of vows and making amends for the wrongs done. Some forms of price chitta include bathing in holy rivers, fasting and having dietary restrictions, saying certain mantras and reciting some scriptures for most part of the day to the exclusion of all other activities, dhanam and so on. The intent is to make amends for wrongs done in the past and generally speaking, a Tirtha Yatra itself is considered a general price chitta, an atonement. Of course, it makes no sense to be mean to people around you and go on a Tirtha Yatra as an escape. One would rather apologize to the person concerned first. Walking and Pradakshina Walking on foot to the Tirtha site is considered the most austere mode of travel, reinforcing the idea that hardship enhances the punya of the journey. Circumambulating sacred sites or performing a Pradakshina, that is walking around a sacred object or place, is a common ritual to complete the pilgrimage. Pradakshina around sacred mountains like Arunachala or Govardhan or Pradakshina around the Narmada river takes about four to six months to complete. Cultivation of the inner Tirtha. Skanda Purana says that in addition to the holy places on land, there are certain virtues that may be called Tirthas, Satyam, truthfulness, Dhritihi, forbearance, Indriya Nigraha, restraint of the senses, Daya, compassion for all beings, Arjavam, straightforwardness, Dhanam, giving, Shama, self-control, Santoshaha, contentment, Brahmacharya, Madhuravani, sweet speech, Jnanam, knowledge, Patience and Tapas, austerities. It further states that a person who is cruel and hypocritical and immersed in the pleasures of senses remains impure even if he bathes in all the tirthas. Fishes are born and die in holy waters, but they do not go to Svarga because their minds are not purified. If the mind is not pure, that is relatively free from ragas and dveshas, cravings and aversions, any amount of giving, maintaining purity and learning will not give the benefits of a Tirtha Yatra. Respect for local traditions. Respecting and adhering to the local culture and tradition is important in a Tirtha Yatra. For instance, in Kamakya Pitha, one of the powerful Shakti Pithas, Bali or offering of goats is made. While you may not want to do this personally, you will respect that Certain traditions allow this. 
coexistence with different sampradayas is the hallmark of sanatana dharma in kashi vishwanath temple in varanasi one is allowed to go inside the garbhagriha touch the shivalinga yourself while in rameshwaram no one other than the pandits who do rigorous sadhana are allowed into the garbhagriha sanctum sanctorum and perform the puja engaging respectfully with local communities priests and fellow pilgrims is important sometimes pilgrims often seek guidance and blessings from local religious authorities completion of the tirtha yatra pilgrims often return to their homes with many reflections and a sense of fulfillment fortified with punya rejuvenated and eager to make the most of this blessing called life a puja can be performed at home for successful completion of the yatra a question to ask yourself is what are you doing with all the punya that you are accumulating are you using the intellect to make better decisions are you using the money you have to invest wisely so that your time is freed up are you using your time wisely so that you can fulfill all your pursuits challenges to the tirtha yatra tradition despite its enduring significance the tradition of tirtha yatra faces challenges from modernity the quest for convenience has led to massive construction projects and infrastructure development potentially trivializing these sacred journeys into mere recreational trips and for content creation to post on social media the delicate balance between development and preserving the sanctity of these ecologically sensitive regions becomes crucial given the observable pollution and degradation tirtha yatra then is a bridge or a place of crossing over and represents portals connecting the mundane to the sacred the essence lies in the devotee's deep desire to connect with the devata coupled with respect for the destination and a surrender to what will unfold in the journey alongside the endurance of intense physical and mental rigor as we navigate the challenges of modernity we are called upon to restore the sanctity of a tirtha yatra ensuring that these sacred crossings continue to bless us and this tradition of the tirtha yatra you matter your life matters what you do with your life matters thank you for listening if you found this episode helpful and offering insight i do hope you will consider sharing this with your friends family or on social media would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom more happiness and more freedom if the answer is yes then our monthly newsletter arshavidya bharati is for you it has articles on living our traditions links to podcast episodes articles and videos published elsewhere in the month reflections about how vedanta is changing the life of students announcements about events and courses 
profound Sanskrit sayings and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com. As always, thank you for listening and we meet next week.